0: Cats Community and Conversations, a weekly podcast dedicated to Medicine Hat and the surrounding area, hosted by Linda Tooth and Michelle Marshall. Stay tuned for more.
1: Hi, Yogi Bear. How are you this morning?
0: For those okay. of us that
1: are joining us on Cats Community and Conversation, even. Michelle Marshall had a yawn that I swear to God, A, I saw her dental work and B, a small bear could crawl out of that hole.
0: I have not laughed so hard in my entire life, Linda. Welcome back to Cats Community and Conversations, by the way. Okay, so my main I I for you is Yogi Bear. sorry I didn't cover in time, um, but thanks for checking out my dental work. Well, I you might want it. to go to the dentist.
1: I noticed a few gaping holes there.
0: I'm pretty sure the whole class could see that. But anyway, whatever.
1: We're moving on, everybody. We're back with another fantastic episode with our friend Benita. Um and the journey of a low German Mennonite into yeah. what she referred to as the normal world, but we're not sure what or normal culture. We're not sure what that is, but we welcome her mm-hmm. into our culture.
0: Right. Well,
1: <laughs> wow, folks, if you could have seen that I'm telling But anyway, we're back with Benita and we've been talking about some pretty heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's been a very interesting and inspiring journey for Michelle and I because it has opened our eyes. It
0: really has, yeah.
1: And culturally especially because you know they Mennonite Low German Mennonites live in our community, mm-hmm. but we don't really know a lot about them because they tend to keep to themselves. Yes. Yeah. And I and I understand it's a cultural thing. Um but Benita has been sharing some interesting um, insight mm-hmm. as to what her journey has been like and what it's been like living as a low german mennonite and we're back with another and i feel this could go on forever because we're learning so much yes um but what would we like to talk about today benita let's just jump right in
2: so this is going i think we're gonna talk a little bit more about sex ed and stuff yes lack of sex ed, lack like low, of sex ed yeah german um, culture and yeah some heavy stuff so that that Um, Yon was very welcome. (laughs) I think it just kind of
1: broke the heaviness. I'm here for you
2: guys. Is that what it is, entertainment? Pretty much. Pretty much.
1: (laughs) Okay, great.
2: (laughs) I cope with humor and with dark humor and stuff, but sometimes this topic gets too heavy and Mm -hmm. it's just, I can't really joke about this. Mm -hmm. But also, talking about um, heavy stuff and dark stuff, I tell people that that is my job. And I don't know how much you know about personality styles, but... Um, on the Enneagram, I'm an Enneagram four and we are the, we remind the world that there's pain in the world. Okay. Okay. And and we're the dark, yeah. So we're all, but we have huge hearts, so we're always concerned about helping people. So here we are. But yeah, to, to start off with, um, with a little bit of a lighter story, um, to go into this, um. And the last episode I told you about my mom, how my mom like did her very best to educate me. And my dad was never against it, but he was just like more quiet in the background. Um and I don't know if he was feeling awkward or not. I don't know, because this one time when I was still very, very young, when I when I bought my first bra at Walmart, we went to the big city, like Chihuahua City, Chihuahua Chihuahua. Went to Walmart. And we had agreed at home. I think my mama told me we we're going to buy my bra today. And I hid it under everything else in the cart. Because, I don't know, I was embarrassed. And my dad's like, that is nothing to be embarrassed about. He t- <laughs> he took the bra out and he carried it. Oh, oh my gosh. Isn't that the sweetest thing? That is so sweet. I know. So he's like, don't... This is nothing to be ashamed of. This is natural. This is normal. Anyway... Another time, it was me, I'm the oldest, and then my sister and my brothers, the three of us, we were sitting in the living room. My dad was also in the living room. I don't know what he was doing, probably watching news. But we're talking about my aunts, and we had, I think, four aunts that were pregnant at the same time, and it was really exciting. And we're like, who's going to be due first? Like, who's going to have their baby first? And talking about our four aunts that were pregnant at the same time. And I was, I must have been maybe like 14 or 15. And then my sister's four years younger than me and my brother's eight years younger. So they're quite young, but we're having this conversation. And I guess my dad got uncomfortable with it. And he's, he asked if we, if we could talk about something else. Now, it was quiet for a while, and I should have explained this before I started my story, but anyway, my brother had two sheep, a male and a female. They were named Peter and Heidi. My brother wanted to have baby sheep so he could sell the baby sheep, but, and he was really, really hoping for baby sheep. And, um, yeah, my dad's like, can't, can't you guys talk about something else? And my brother goes, what should we talk about? And uh, my dad says, well, uh, you could talk about your sheep. It's quiet for a little bit. And my brother goes, I wonder when Heidi is going to be pregnant. <laughs> so we talked about something else. We talked about the sheep. <laughs> <laughs> but still, it did work for right. my So I just to say
0: that,
1: that story was kind of funny. You haven't mentioned your brother a lot before, but does he still live down in Mexico?
2: Yeah, he still lives okay. in Mexico. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. And your sister is here. My sister, yeah. yeah. She's in Canada. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So um which... Is also really interesting because a lot of, of boys, well, there's no talk about sex ed or pregnancy or anything right in, uh, in the culture. But my brother was, it's normal to him. Like his sisters talked about it, his mom talked about it and everything. And his wife will often message me and she's like, man, I got a gem. Man, I got like a really good man. Because she's like, these types of men are very rare in the culture. I'm like, I don't.
0: I know you got a good one, treat him well <laughs> <laughs> so let let's talk about that that you know, yes, your brother's kind of not the norm because he grew up with you and your sister, and so you educated him some. Is that not the case like what what's it like for men in the community I guess like do they obviously they don't learn about sex either? no, so how like how do they know how to treat a woman? How do they know like all of that good stuff?
2: Well, they're not really taught how to treat a woman, um, like even from a religious standpoint that own the women. So. Oh.
1: <laughs> wow. Okay. The hairs on the back of our necks have just gone up.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Hey. <laughs> Let's unpack this a little. bit. Let's
2: yeah. unpack it. So, not yeah, yeah, they own them, but it's the women's jobs to submit to them and fulfill their needs. And and this is this is not just Mennonite. This is a lot of evangelical churches in the Western world. Like, there's so many marriage books that teach this and preach this that it's a woman's job to fulfill the man's sexual needs. No matter what. I'm ready to jump off this table and just right? kick right some ass. I feel like I'm going to
0: leave it to Beaver. Like, we have flashed back and I need to make the martini for my husband and get freshened up before he comes home from work. Oh, there's oh this Lord. one lady who's just, you know, on <coughs> girl
2: crushing on her all the time. So she's, she's still evangelical Christian, but she has fought churches. She has fought focus on the family, like, and these... These books, and she is amazing. Follow her on Facebook. She used to be called To Love, Honor, and Vacuum. <laughs> now it's called Bear Marriage. Okay. B A R E. Okay.
1: Marriage. 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 Got it. Yeah.
2: But. And she has been incredibly helpful in, in my life because. In the beginning, I would not listen to anything that wasn't biblical. Like, mm-hmm. it had to be biblical for for me to believe it, for it to be okay. Mm-hmm. And that was my segue out, right? <laughs> but I still follow her. It, it's, it's amazing. But even two weeks ago, I could not believe. So she says, um, talks about, like, sex being um, mutual and you... There's no such thing as a man's needs that you have to fulfill. Mm-hmm. And this one, this woman commented and said, um, "Yeah, I, I was upset after reading that. This woman had had an emergency C-section, and just a couple of days after her emergency C-section, her husband needed it, and even like though needed sex, needed sex." <laughs> Mm-hmm. She had been in pain, and she had been crying, but she knew that she honored God, and she honored her husband by doing that. And this lady, like the um, bare marriage lady, she's like, oh, honey, I don't know. And like so many people just... Right? No. But that is, that is legit what these women are taught, and that's what these men are taught.
0: So does that then lead into an increase of both physical, sexual, and mental abuse? Yeah. Oh, yeah, so much. And there's so much marital
2: rape. And if you even bring up the topic, they're like, there is no such thing. It right. doesn't exist. Um, and even, well, to go back a little, I'll tell you a story about when I was in high school. Um, we played volleyball and I had my period. Yeah. And the boys played rough and we didn't mind to play rough. Yeah. But when I was on my period, I didn't want the ball thrown at me as hard as they could. Right. Or my stomach. So I told them, please don't. And they laughed at me. And I'm like, no, it's, it's not funny and here's why. So the, the school was not allowed to have sex. Here's a really funny thing. It's just so bizarre. We had biology, but before school started... The school board sat down and tore out any page that had any kind of information about sex or anything. But in one, I, I don't know if it was my book or my friend's book, they forgot to tear out a page that had two frogs, like mm. one frog sitting on top of the other. So, yeah, we had a lot of fun with that frog picture. <laughs> but, like, we would have never paid attention to that frog picture Ever if they hadn't torn them out. So, wow. We, we were not allowed to have any sex out in school. And these boys are like, well, why are you so sensitive? Like, is mom period? And they're like, what's a period? So, I sat them down. I explained it all respectfully. These boys appreciated it so much.
0: Yeah.
2: And they were respectful. Like, all we had to say was, please don't throw the ball that hard. Yeah. And they respected us. And then we're like, okay, I'm back to being okay to play rough. Now, one of those boys was a son of um, one of the school leaders or like the, the head of the school board. He was furious. And he came to school and he had a serious talk with me. All, and I don't know why they thought it was a more severe punishment if the whole class had to stay behind. But I made the whole class stay behind. And this Mr. I don't even know what I want to call him. That. So-and-so. <laughs> Mr. (laughs) So-and-so. Comes to school and he says, Benita, what you did is completely unacceptable. You should have never told these boys. taught them about a period. And then he said this. He said, a period is to be kept secret. A married man should never find out when his wife is on her period.
0: Like. Um, (laughs) If he doesn't know... (laughs)
1: Well
0: here's, here's the chocolate the thing, consumption right? would be up
1: with the potato chip right?
2: consumption. That's right? That's exactly but, it. but also let your mind wander further. Who who is he? What like what even? If if he says
0: that his wife should never let him know But like, they're gonna know if they have sex. Yeah. They're gonna know right. if they have sex. They're gonna so, know if he like looks at the rags or the The garbage, right? Like oh, no, no, no! You're
2: supposed to wrap them up in Kleenex. There's never supposed to be any evidence. I, but
0: no, but even, but I know. So,
2: so how does this guy relate to his wife? What's their relationship like? Like you know, and then I lost it. I lost it as this young teenager who's supposed to respect her elders and whatnot. Um, and I told him, "You are a man, and you do not get to make that comment. You." We'll never have a period, and you will never understand. Yeah. You do not get to tell me that. You do not get to comment on that.
0: And the fact that you were only explaining it so they don't, like, attack or throw the ball hard at you, right? Like, So they don't hurt us. Yeah. That is the only reason you're only trying to protect your own self. Exactly. By sharing information. And
2: I didn't even explain. I didn't even go to, like... um, reproduction. I just said this is what happens in my body? Yeah. And it hurts. Yeah. That's all.
0: That's it. So <laughs> Oh, my god. So what so if a woman is in a relationship that's abusive, do they have any resources? How is or are they just meant to live with it? Like what what kind of can the woman do to protect themselves? Is there anything?
2: No. No, wow. um, and I, this is a topic that I'm very passionate about, and I've written quite a few essays. Like in, in, in a class, when I get the opportunity to choose a topic, yeah, I always choose this topic, and I'm researching it quite a bit. But um, the more, again, it's on a spectrum of being conservative and not conservative. Mm-hmm. I was lucky because I'm all the way on the liberal spectrum, Mm -hmm. But women that are on the conservative spectrum, they are seen as heroes if they die at the hands of an abusive man. They stayed. They're a martyr. They're a martyr.
0: Yeah. Wow. I I can't believe that's considered an honor to die from abuse. Like Mm -hmm. to me, like my mind is just blown over that fact Mm -hmm. that that's acceptable in, in culture today.
2: And here's the interesting thing. They are not allowed to go for help, To any, not to the police, not to any social services, not to... They're not allowed to access those services. They're allowed to go to the church. The church
0: will always side with the man.
2: So if the man is the abuser,
0: there you have it. Is there any cases of women abusing men in the, uh, in, yeah. the in the Hutter, or in the Hutter, in the Mennonite culture? Uh, Not my cultures. people. We, we've been over that. Sorry. <laughs> in the Mennonite culture, is there also yeah. abuse the other way as well? Yeah,
2: there there can be, um, and what do you call it, retroactive abuse? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's it's terrible, Whew.
0: but yet it's all swept under the rug so nobody talks and about kept it quiet. and and
2: because yeah it's it's kept qu-
0: quiet outside yeah outside looking in you look at the culture and it just from what i've seen it's like oh they're very loving they're very peaceful like they just keep to themselves their religion the, is perfect yeah you wouldn't have yeah. any have no idea yeah.
2: that so actually for today we were supposed to do our our presentation in lab yeah, but um, our instructor is sick, so we'll do it next time. But my topic for my for my lab presentation is um, domestic violence does not discriminate.
0: Yeah,
2: meaning it doesn't matter what religion you're from, it doesn't matter no your what gender, economic background, nothing. Um, everybody can be a victim, and then um, I talk about like how that affects the mm-hmm. um, low Mennonite culture, how it's actually prevalent.
0: Wow. So because I, I think like this is such a heavy topic and you know, maybe we can dive into it a little bit further uh the next episode. But if somebody does want to reach out to you, maybe uh if they aren't comfortable talking to anybody else or they just need like a sounding board, somebody to listen, how can they get a hold of you? They can message me on Instagram. Okay. At I'm only
2: here for the shmonfat. Love it. Love the name. Um, <clears throat> or on on TikTok. I don't know if private messages work on TikTok. I'm not that savvy. But I, yeah, I yeah, think, I think
0: you can. Yeah
2: on on Instagram, um, just private message me on. I'm only here for the shmonfat. Now, um, like I said in in a previous episode, that I've walked this journey with lots of women, and what I always do, I connect them with services. Yeah. I am not a professional. Right. I've, I've walked my own journey I'm very passionate about it um, but I'm, yeah I connect them to services but what is so important is to have that natural support like somebody who gets it yes yeah. you, need that, you need that commonality that yeah. link right exactly. yeah. you can't just talk to a random no. stranger because they're not going to understand nope. exactly. and I had my people that I could you know talk to and when you've been abused for so long your brain does not work Mm -hmm. You have a lot of cognitive dissonance and everything. Right. So you need someone to talk to over
0: and over and over and repeat yourself and repeat yourself without feeling dumb. And yeah, you almost need that reassurance to know that, you know what, your brain isn't tricking you. This actually happened.
2: Well, because of the gaslighting. So
0: there's a whole, the church gaslights you, the culture
2: gaslights you, your abusive partner gaslights you. And you don't know that you're not the crazy one. Exactly. So it, it takes a lot.
0: Well, I have more to unpack. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. I can't like I can't even believe some of the stuff that I've heard. It's it's so scary and so sad at the same time. And if we can help anybody, I'm I'm so happy that we can do that. So uh, I think we'll wrap it up there for today. Benita, thank you so much for coming in and talking to us again. Uh, such a fantastic conversation, and I'm glad we're having the conversation. That's where it starts, mm. right? You yes. need to have conversations with people to get some action done. Exactly. So mm. uh, stay tuned for more, folks. Benita we'll be,
1: will be back. We'll be back <laughs> yeah. in the new year. Yes, because we're, gonna... we're coming to Benita's house so I can hold the baby.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll hear my little baby crying in the background. I it's hope so. Cool. It's so surreal to me <laughs> that next time we meet, my little one's gonna be here. I know. Ooh, I'm so excited. So excited. I don't know.
0: I think I'm more excited. <laughs> <laughs> And for our listeners, uh, this is going to be the last episode of our first season. Yeah. So thank you so much to everybody who's joined us so far. We've got some very exciting topics in the new year. uh, So we're going to take a much needed break over the holiday season. uh, But thank you for your support. We sure do appreciate it. Absolutely. Toodles and happy holidays. Bye-bye, you. (laughs)